Hey, welcome to the Living Box Free Podcast. I'm Ashleen Seitz. And I'm Becky Ford. And this podcast is brought to you by our coaching and consulting company, On The Rise Group. And we are here to talk about personal and professional growth. Yeah. If you enjoy this episode, don't forget to subscribe and share. And let's dive into this week's topic. Hello, welcome back to Living Box Free. I'm Ashleen Seitz, and I have a good friend here with me today, although we were just catching up and I was like, I don't really know all that much about you. So I'm excited to hear from her today. Chris Glassburn, I'll introduce her in a minute. But today we're going to talk about obstacles. We're into our obstacle courses series, just talking about yeah, the things that pop up in life that make it difficult to keep going, things we don't expect, and how, how we navigate that. So I'm excited to do that. But first, since we're sponsored by On The Rise Group, we're going to talk about what's on the rise for us this week. So, Chris, what's on the rise for you this week? On the rise this week is, from a work perspective, I have a meeting that could potentially change the trajectory of where I currently sit and stand next year. So, a little bit of an anxious meeting, but... Also know that if it goes that way, it goes that way. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Okay. Yeah. So super exciting. Okay. A little are anxious. You leaning, are you like excited for one way or the other? hundred percent. Okay. okay. <laughs> if change happens, it happens. Okay. I solely embrace change. Okay. All I'm right. an odd duck. Some people don't like change, but I'm like, yeah, let's you're change all it all the it. time. I think that's one of the reasons why when you first were like, hey, if you ever need a podcast person, I was like, yes, I, <laughs> yes, I do want to get you on here because I feel like you would think differently than a lot of people. So, yeah, I yeah. probably do. Yeah. Uh, well, that's cool. Can I ask about it next week and be like, hey. Yeah. Okay. We'll I come back. That. We'll, we'll update you, yeah. listeners. So, okay. Uh, for me, on the rise this week, I as we're recording this, I'm about to go snowshoeing for the weekend. And I have been once, but I was in college and I think it was like a, we rented them for maybe an hour or something and it was not a very, uh, it was fine, but I don't really remember it. Whereas this weekend we're going like to Michigan for the sole purpose of going snowshoeing and I feel like it's going to be an experience. It and is going to be an experience. Yeah. Is it in the UP? Uh, no, it's on Lake Michigan or near, okay. right near Lake Michigan. Mm-hmm. Um. And yeah, I just think it's going to be, it's going to be entertaining because I think I'm the only one that's gone. So we'll see, we'll see how it goes. Do you feel it more like cross country skiing or is it like less of a workout or I've Um, never done it. So I don't know. I remember it being somewhere between cross country skiing and walking. Okay. Because, you know, you're still walking like it's the same stride, Mm -hmm. but it is harder because you have basically i mean they're pretty light nowadays but you do have like weights on your feet right right and i remember the weird thing being like your feet are further apart than usual so if you try to move fast like you kind of feel like you're waddling i was gonna say that. it's weird yeah. you'll be waddling like a duck down yeah the, down the lake it's fine yeah i my brain is odd like sometimes it just comes up with worst case scenarios not because I'm anxious about it but just because it that's just what my brain does and I'm like oh what would the worst possible thing that could happen and I was like what if you know someone falls off a cliff or something and then I have to decide in that moment am I going to run after them in the snowshoes or am I going to try to take the snowshoes off and run after them 
without the snowshoes in the snow, which would be faster. And I don't know. And that's how my brain works. Yeah, I mean, that's a really good question. I think if I was in that position, I would probably, you know, I, that is good. I'd probably just strip the shoes. Strip the shoes off. But then but I knows also how clumsy. long that could take. Yeah, that is true. I don't know. How long does it? Maybe you should time yourself when you put them on <laughs> to see how long they take off. <laughs> okay. I'll think about that. Just in case you need that. Yeah, just that little extra minute. That moment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, based on how much trouble I have putting a snowboard on, I'm going to go ahead and say it's going to be difficult to take them off. So maybe better to run. Maybe. Without maybe just, them. Just waddle on. Yeah. A little bit faster. I mean, if there was a lot of snow, like you walk on top of the snow. And so I get that, that would be faster than running bare or not barefoot, but like in boots. But anyway, we just went down a whole <laughs> snowshoeing hole. rabbit hole. Uh, just, you know, giving you a window into my life. So uh, moving on. We are here to talk about obstacles and how we deal with them. And so Chris Glassburn is here. I'm so excited. And she's going to tell us a little bit about her before we dive in and talk about some obstacles. Yeah. Thank you for having me, first and foremost. Yeah. I'm Chris Glassburn. I am celebrating my 34th birthday come Valentine's Day. And so hopefully you all celebrated Valentine's Day. If you didn't, maybe you celebrated a Galentine's Day, or maybe you just said, I don't really want to celebrate any of that. And then you can just think of my birthday instead and say, I hope you had a good birthday. Um, I was born in Colorado, Aurora, Colorado. Not a lot of people know that. Okay. I used to ski a lot. Oh, all right. I then resided in Indianapolis from when my dad got transferred. I'm a Purdue grad, so boiler up. They just beat Penn State last night. Mm -hmm. I got my master's at IU in health policy and management, so master's in public health. And then I started a career, which kind of what we'll talk about in a little bit. I started a career when I was 22 years old. I worked for a company in healthcare where we made physicians more efficient with their workflow. So after I got my master's, I signed a dotted line to travel the nation for two and a half years Mm -hmm. where I lived in 14 different states and loved every second of it. Could you imagine being a 24, 25, 26-year-old living out of a suitcase with their English bulldog and traveling the nation? Sounds fun. So fun. I found my roots back in Indianapolis where I met my husband. So I am a wife of six years now. I'm a mom still of that cute little English bulldog. And I'm an owner of a property management company. And I do real estate. Okay. And I'm an investor. So that's a whole big summary of who I am. Basically, you work real hard. I enjoy it. You enjoy it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I asked earlier if you stack your schedule because you like to be busy or because you just prefer your schedule that way and you said both and I was like I can see you wanting wanting to be busy wanting to work hard yeah it's cool sitting around is uh, a foreign concept to our lifestyle <laughs> but that's the way the cookie crumbles and that's what we want not sit around either yeah no um, I can't get him to sit around yeah. if I tried so okay. there's that do you end up working on the same things because of that or do you completely do separate things we completely do separate things. Okay. We try really hard to compartmentalize our house because sometimes he works from the house. Yeah. So we try to say, like, if you're in this room, you can't talk about work. Yeah. And if you're in this room, you can talk about work. And that just kind of allows for us to yeah. work. Some people ask all the time, 
what's it like to work with your husband? And I always jokingly say, don't do it. Uh, but that's just minor. That good. Huh? Yeah, <laughs> just minor. Because, I mean, I think if you're not good at being able to compartmentalize and to move on, then you're not going to yeah. really understand each other. And Yeah. Yeah. Everything gets messy. 100%. Yeah, that makes sense. Intertwine, basically. I don't, I don't have don't that don't issue, that. but I it makes sense to me. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. It's good times. Cool. How long did you live in Colorado? Or when did you move here? I um guess? in elementary school. Elementary school. Yeah. Okay. But then we started going back every year. So Ooh, I was okay. lucky enough to have my parents uh, allow us to go back every summer to go see well, not summer, every winter to go see. Okay. Keep up the tradition. Tried That's snowboarding. Awesome. You laughed when I laughed yeah. when you said you tried to put on snowboard yeah. shoes and I said, Ooh. <laughs> I I try not for it. You? Not for me. I'll take okay. a ski anytime. Pizza slice, you know, stop yeah. that thing instead <laughs> of fall on your butt. Yeah. I am learning and so far loving it, but it I am I mean, I look like someone who's only snowboarded three or four times yeah. because I'm someone who's only snowboarded three <laughs> or four times. So yeah. yeah. Have you ever snowed in, or have you ever snowboarded in like Colorado versus no, not like yet. Perfect North? I really want to. Yeah. Okay. I'm I do sure think anybody that different. goes to like Perfect North, which is out in Ohio, mm-hmm. like I really do think that's pure ice and yeah. it's a whole different ball the last game time when I you're went, in powder. It absolutely was ice. Yeah. When you're in powder, it's a whole different Because we were wearing experience. t-shirts. It was like 50 something degrees. <laughs> And it was just, yeah, it was rough. Melting yeah. and then it freezing. Like, yeah. yeah. Good times. I can only imagine. Yeah. <laughs> Basically sliding down the hill on your butt. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that sounds cool. good. Cool, I'll just cool. put my butt in a tube and yeah. just do tubing instead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. That would be good. <laughs> be good. More control, honestly. Right. Right. <laughs> That's true. Cool. All right. Well, let's talk about obstacles. We are doing this series because we want to just address the fact that we all deal with obstacles, that things pop up in our lives that are unexpected and whether they're good or they're bad, they just come up and we don't always know what to do with them. We don't know, always have a plan or a strategy. And so just want to share some stories of, and some strategies and ideas of how to deal with those obstacles. So I thought of Chris when I was working on this series and I would just love to, yeah, hear your experience and thoughts. So um, we'll start with yeah, what did you expect or anticipate? Give us an example of an obstacle that came your way and how it changed your plan. Or, yeah, did you have a moment when you said, this is what I was expecting, and then something popped up? Yeah, that's a great question. You gave me the topic prior to this podcast, so I appreciate that. And my first, initial, yeah, my first initial thought was, an obstacle. I mean, I think you have to define an obstacle. So like one particular thing is Google. Mm. Get on that Google mm-hmm. and define an obstacle. And Google defined an obstacle as a noun, right? So person, place, thing. And it's a person, place, thing that blocks one's way and prevents or hinders the progress of something. Mm-hmm. So when I reviewed that particular definition, I thought to myself, It is an obstacle that can be moved. A noun can be moved. Mm -hmm. And then another portion of the definition that really sat with me is progress. What was I even trying to move forward with to even have that obstacle hit me in the face? Yeah. So progress for for what? Like when you are – when you are hit with an obstacle, do you even know like what progress you were planning to make? Did you set a goal that you wanted to achieve or did that obstacle just hit you out of nowhere? And so you, you don't even really know 
where you're going if you don't know what your goals are or why the reason is why is that even an obstacle to begin with if you have no idea what your progress is so google can really help with the definition (laughs) of an obstacle but it really just kind of made me think about it is like it's you know you have a coffee cup in front of you and that dang coffee cup's in front of you all you have to do is pick it up and move it and if you think of life as a situation like that you can just pick it up sometimes and move it and sometimes you just have to like take a 32,000 feet view. Yeah. I say that because that's like where planes right. fly at. Um, but 32,000 foot view of like that entire situation and where you're going to go forward with that obstacle. Mm-hmm. So with all that said, with any obstacle I've recognized, I learned through a physician who lived in Minot, North Dakota with me. And when I was working with him and he always used to say, have you ever heard of like the six seconds? Uh -uh. It's really popular in six seconds of emotional intelligence or EQ. Okay. So it's called six seconds. And basically it's a fancy way of saying you have a synapse and the synapses in your brain really take six seconds to process. So when you're hit with an obstacle or hit with a challenge, or whatever you want to define it as, hit with a noun, you just need to take six seconds to really allow for your synapses or your brain to process what's going on. So I always start there with any kind of obstacle. Uh, I have always been somebody that's like, are you there? Like everybody's asking me, are you there? Like, are you... Are you paying attention to me? Did, did you, you hear even me? hear? Yeah. yeah. Did you hear me? Did you hear what happened? And I'm just constantly either like taking six seconds to breathe or I'm taking six seconds and counting in my head. And yeah. that's a big process that I think a lot of people don't really recognize is that if you have your fight or flight. And so if you are fighting really fast, you know, um, you're quick to react Whereas if you allow for your brain to process what just happened, a.k.a. the six seconds, Mm -hmm. then you're really allowing yourself to move forward into a reasonable mindset versus a reactive mindset. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I kind of alluded to this earlier, but I love change. Um, I live through the motto of being comfortable is being complacent. And I don't like to be comfortable. I like to live through like this uncomfortable stage in life. And I know not that's not everyone's yeah. frame of mind, frame of reference, but and change scares so many people and yeah. so does risk. And I think the only way um, there's a famous quote that's like life begins at the end of your comfort yeah. zone. Yeah. Like that famous quote. I find myself uncomfortable on a weekly basis and i enjoy that comfortability uncomfortability i should say discomfort yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so you asked for i mean i totally went on no i I loved it i'm totally with you okay this is all context yeah so you asked about an obstacle that i faced so i worked for a company for almost nine years almost 10 years Mm -hmm. and although i was super successful and I had started started from the bottom and then rose my way up the corporate ladder to where I was as a director and I 
thoroughly enjoyed it. I found myself not really feeling comfortable in I consistently kept running on empty. Mm -hmm. And so because I was running on empty, I was causing other people to run on empty. And ultimately that just wasn't where I wanted in life. Um, I looked at myself, talked with other people, talked with mentors. But after compartmentalizing myself and, and, you know, taking – myself out of the situation and looking at it from a, a 32,000 foot view and recognizing like, what would I tell you if you came to me and said you were just not happy with your current situation? And what would I, what would I say to you? So I think it's kind of obvious, like if you're not happy, move on. Right. Yeah. But that's not, that's not easy to do. Yeah. So after 10 years, I basically, I had to take a risk. I had to trust myself enough to pick myself back up and move forward. And so what I learned from all of this was that I needed to really just refill my own cup first and let it overflow. And then if it continued to overflow, it would pour other people's cup and fulfill their cups as well. So I quit. I just, I talked to Chase, who's my husband, and I said, I'm ready to go. I'm just ready. And, you know, one thing about him is he's like a spreadsheet guru. Like, if you don't, (laughs) if you don't have a spreadsheet, then you're not life. It didn't really happen. Yeah, it didn't really happen. So he, of course, made a spreadsheet, and he was like, you know, if you quit, you're, you know, we're financially, we're good. Everything, we're good. Yeah. So I quit. I quit as soon as he sent me that spreadsheet and his running mad running joke is like I didn't mean like today but <laughs> I did I was so ready to just yeah. quit and so I I had been in real estate part-time just helping him because he was a he's a contractor and flipped homes for a living and I enjoyed it and friends started hearing about it friends started taking me on And then I slowly started to just see this fear that I had already been surrounding myself with come to light and see me in a positive light. And so here I was, I worked for this company for 10 years. I got my undergrad, I got my master's in health science in in healthcare. I got a lot of, you know, yeah, I got a lot of debt Um, (laughs) in, in student loans, all for me to recognize that that actually wasn't where I wanted you know the medicine was so awesome so fun for me but I was climbing up the corporate ladder to say this this isn't me yeah and so essentially I think the obstacle that yes quitting your job is an obstacle but the obstacle for me wasn't the fact that I left the job and was going into a new career Mm -hmm. it was did I fail myself um and then I, I thought back to that, the Google definition of a noun and then like, well, I couldn't, and I, that wasn't an obstacle though. Like yeah. my mental health is, it's not tangible, but it's definitely something that can be overcome. It's not an obstacle that you can push to the side like you can with other things. Yeah. So then I started to realize like, what, what is the obstacle that I'm facing if you quit a job? And I think a lot of people are at that stage right now. I know a couple of people that are just not happy with their lives and they're yeah. wanting to change and take risks. But risk is risks are hard. Yes. 
It is. Yeah. I mean, so you have to really recognize that the next step is just being comfortable with taking a risk and moving the obstacle of which, again, I don't think it's a noun, but your mental health and overcoming. Yeah, there's finances and everything else, but if you you are priceless. And if you are not you, then what does the money matter? Yeah. You know, I saw a cartoon one time. It was like this guy running with all this money, running after money. The second line was him holding all the money. Yeah. And then third line was him with a dead end that said, you're at the end. And so yeah. he had all this money in his hand. Sick. And then he's at the end. Yeah. Where and am I like, going to go with this? Yeah. yeah. So that's exactly what I was thinking is like, yeah. you just have to really kind of recognize. So, Yeah. Um, I kind of went off on a tangent that, but yeah, no, I liked it. I have a question that's not on the, not on the spreadsheet. Yeah, it's here. okay. Um, but you made me think about something that you talked about how you like to be outside of your comfort zone. You at least weekly, you know, you want to be challenged, but then you said when you were at that old job, you were feeling burnt out. How did you know the difference between those two? Like, how did you know the difference between I'm just being challenged or this is hard and I'm stretching and I'm growing versus I'm burnt out, I'm done, this is not me? How did you tell the difference? Yeah, I mean, so I think burnt out is also a, a fancy way of being complacent. Like you are just, you're almost running on autopilot, wake up, do the same thing over and right. over again. And it wasn't f like you were fulfilling yourselves you weren't making goals for yourself you weren't happy to be where you are you weren't happy to help your team yeah. whereas challenging or being outside your comfort zone is like this might suck but I know that if I hit this let's just say it's a goal or something like that if I know I hit this goal then ultimately like I am going to be so happy yeah. I'm going to like fulfill my cup. I'm going to be stretching. Uh, I'm going to not only fulfill my cup, I'm going to fulfill other people's cup mm -hmm. because I'm going to be happy again. So I hope that kind of answered. Yeah, I know it did. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. I feel like there's two different ways. It's just like I always say autopilot. If you're on autopilot, then you're in a whole different ballgame. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Surviving versus yeah. even living, let alone thriving. Yeah, I mean, I think pivoting is always the best mechanism mm -hmm. to f really figuring things out. Like you have to change the direction in which you're going and in like smaller situations, maybe it's not a change in job or anything like that. You just basically, you have to adapt, you have to make changes, you have to adjust to those changes and then you have to pivot your lifestyle mm -hmm. to those changes yeah. and you just can't avoid change. Change is always going to happen. So as much as people say, I hate change, I mean, if you just adapt, adjust, yeah. and pivot, you'll be okay. Yeah. We don't, we don't hate all change. We hate negative change. Uh, yeah. I mean. Yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes. We're afraid of negative change. Yeah, but I, I, I challenge you on that then. Um, right. Like, would you classify somebody giving you a large promotion to move to Dallas, Texas? I don't know where I got Dallas, Texas. Yeah, sure. But, why not? But then you, you know, you have all, you have that promotion, you have the increase in rate, hopefully, and then, you know, you can bring your 
friend or significant other or you can just go by yourself or whatnot Mm -hmm. like do you define that as negative or do you find that as a positive but that change is going to change you I think I would say we're afraid of the possible positive I am afraid of the possible negatives of that situation like what if I miss my people what if I hate Dallas what if the promotion is awful yeah like though I think we're afraid of the negative side of it yeah but we don't necessarily give as much credit to the positive side of change. Right. right. Yeah. See, obviously that's how you and I differ. When I think of <laughs> Dallas, I would be like, okay, warm weather. Yeah. I mean, cost of living might be a little bit more expensive. I can travel back to my family or they can come visit me. Yeah. Look at all these adventures that can happen. Um, but that's, I think, that just a different mindset. Yeah, and totally. I think it's not good or bad of whichever mindset you you have it's just recognizing which mindset you have can be very effective in in different avenues well do you think there's a a negative to having your your mindset like do you think there's a i mean there are strengths and weaknesses right Mm -hmm. so one of your strengths is you look at things as like oh what could happen yeah that's great is there a, a a weakness to that as well hundred percent. Which is? I think, I mean, I'm somebody that's like very optimistic. I'm somebody that's like, let's go jump off our bridge. Yeah. Could I die? Yes, I could die. (laughs) Hopefully I have good life insurance and I have a will in place. But, you know, I think the biggest thing is like when you are optimistic or you are a glass half full person, you do. And I actually was talking to the, um, a coworker today and I sat down with him to ask him questions about this like change in trajectory of where Mm -hmm. I'm going. And he's like, sorry to be so negative. And I was like, I don't think that way. Mm -hmm. So I think when I sit down with those types of people, it allows me to fully understand the situation or fully understand the Mm -hmm. obstacle and how can I move that obstacle or how can that obstacle be where it's there permanently and I need it to be there. So is it negative? Think optimistically. I think, yeah. I think sometimes it's like you need to bring yourself back down to reality and recognize <laughs> that not everything is as positive as you think it's going to be. Yeah. But yeah, that makes sense. I think we all also have in what we in what we assess or what we think about, I think we all have strengths and weaknesses where like the thing that I think about most often and this is I got this language at least from some personality tests or something, but I tend to think of what the people that it's going to affect. That's mm-hmm. my first, like, how is this going to affect people? Whether that's a car repair I need to do. And I'm like, okay, is this going to affect my roommate? Or, you know, is Becky going to come and pick me up from the mechanic? Like, yeah. I, it, The first thing I think about when I'm assessing an obstacle is how is this going to affect people, both me and others? Yeah. And that is a good thing, but it also is a negative thing because sometimes it's just like, it just is. It right. just, you can't, there's nothing you can do you get about a flat that. tire. Yeah. You just got to deal with it. Right. Um, so, yeah, I do think I agree. There, there are strengths and weaknesses to the yeah. mindsets. I think you bring up a good point. I mean, if we were to use that car example and stuff like that, I, you know, if I were to think of the broad picture and such like that, it is more along the lines of like, how does it affect other people? Because it doesn't always affect you. So, yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. a whole different mindset that. Yeah. See, in my mind, I would have been like, dang it, another flat tire in Indiana, pothole weather. Um, (laughs) 
I would change it. If we were yeah. going to go to the flat tire, do you know how to change a flat tire? Yeah. Yeah. I Not know. a lot of people do, which yeah. is so crazy. But I anyways, know. I would probably change it. Uh, yeah. But if that didn't happen, you know, I think it would, you'd have to fill, like, again, I kind of go back to filling your cup. If I'm happy and if I filled my cup and I have other people that I'm like, able to help out and stuff like that i hope that they would see that not as a burden but as a as a lending hand yeah so yeah yeah i someone the other day was uh looking at their tires in the gym parking lot and i was like the way that you're looking at your tires tells me a there's something wrong and b you don't know what to do about it (laughs) so i was like please let me help (laughs) did you i did yeah good yeah yeah yeah, see, it was, yeah, it was entertaining. That is entertaining. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wow. This is, I love talking to people who have different mindsets than me. Mm-hmm. Like that just fascinates me. And a, I mean, a lot of people do have different mindsets than I do about something, but we don't always discover those things, yeah. you know? And I think that's something that I was like, oh, I want to bring Chris on to talk yeah. about this. Um, how would you say, do, do you, th- okay, wait. I changed my mind about what question I want to ask. Do you think you were born that way? Do you think you've made yourself that way? Do you think it's like, I'm just curious, what, where do you think that comes from? That mindset of like, let's be challenged. Let's move on. Let's grow. Let's take on these new challenges. I definitely think that probably stemmed from, you know, not to get all like therapy on me, but I definitely think. I wasn't always that way. Mm-hmm. I I loved the the life that I've lived lived so far growing up where I grew up, all my friends and family. I think I had a situation happen with me and an ex um mm-hmm. and I, at the time I thought to myself like oh, this is horrible and now I look back and I'm so thankful for that moment mm-hmm. because it wouldn't have brought me to where I am today and I am a woman of faith so I do obviously think that sometimes it's not up to me but I when that situation happened or that obstacle happened I pivoted and I signed a dotted line to travel the nation and I don't think um that mindset that I have today would be as prevalent or present if I didn't travel the nation and say, this is a job I, d- I don't get to live. Yeah. Like if I were to worry at every state that I moved to, then I would be miserable. Yeah. But I think I started to just embrace the love of it. Um, that's when I joined CrossFit. And I, I do think that had a little bit of a portion in my life to say, like, I'm meeting all these wonderful people, all these positive people. I want to be just as positive as them. Yeah. And yeah. And I think that's probably where I pivoted a little bit to say that I was a little bit more of an optimistic individual that would like jump off bridges and be uncomfortable a lot more. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. I know that wasn't in the the questions either. (laughs) No, but it's actually a really good thought. I mean, I don't know. I think in high school and college, I was I was a workhorse, but I was, you know, just running Mm -hmm. because I needed money. Yeah. 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 I was going to say Neon Cactus. It just reopened. Nobody, if you don't even know what the Neon Cactus is, it was a bar at Purdue and they, you know, you would work 
work to go down there and uh, okay. go to the piano bars and yeah. stuff like that okay. for cover and such. But yeah. long, long story. Okay. <laughs> Purdue people. Yeah, Purdue. Boiler up. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> they know what I'm talking about. It's back open, so yeah. that's fun to see. <laughs> awesome. Uh, well, okay, as per the usual, we could talk forever. I feel like I have a thousand more questions. I'm going to narrow it down to two. Okay. Okay. So that decision to quit your job and start something new. I, I want to ask how it's impacted your life now, but I think what I actually want to know is, has it changed your identity? Like, do you think of yourself as a different person um, because of that? Because I feel like a lot of people, like that that would be hard. It was hard for me when I quit my job back in July. It was hard for me because I was like, this is what I do. This is who, mm-hmm. who I am. I've done this for, you know, basically similar things for 10 years I had to process through that and that identity shift. Mm-hmm. Was there some of that for you? Has it impact? Does it still impact you now? There was such a shift in like identity change. I I felt it hard. Um, I had a mentor, and she was just like, "I don't know why you're freaking out. <laughs> like you're good at your job as a realtor. Like you're really good at your job. Like." people are coming to you and that's a yeah. good sign. So why are you freaking out? And I'm just like, to my mindset, I was like, you know, you maybe it's society nowadays, but titles are everything for a lot of, for a lot. Mm-hmm. So when you have like this title and you have this like, you know, nice cush job and then you jump and you get rid of your title and you spend all this money on, on student loans and, and then you try to change yourself. It's like, am I, am I even who I am? I am. Um, so I guess my thought process would be more along the lines of like, it did change me when I, when I did mm-hmm. jump shift. But if anything, it changed me for the better because mentally I, I may be stressed way more, yeah. but I have the luxury of being able to work it out with a colleague or work it out with my husband or something along those lines to be able to pivot in a way that I wasn't able to. Like you in a corporate position usually have guidelines and strict guidelines and you can't pivot. And here I'm able to pivot or take a day off if I want to and just really enjoy myself Yeah, and focus on mental health because I think that's important too. Yes, same. Same Okay, last question. What advice would you give other people? I take risks. I think risks are always going to bring you outside your comfort zone. But if you find yourself at an obstacle and you don't know what to do and is it because you have an angel on one side and a devil on the other side and you're listening more towards the angel that's telling you to this is the safe and easy path, but the devil on the other side is basically telling you, like, you don't know what you're going to do. You're not, you know, this is not your identity. People aren't going to recognize you. I think you and I both can say, like, we quit our jobs we're still surviving, we're still having a really good old time, and maybe we have two different identities than what we previously had, but that obstacle did not suppress us to a point where we couldn't live our best lives and 
we couldn't move forward and upward. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I'm, I'm also a huge fan of Atomic Habits. Have you read the book? I have. Yeah. There's, I'm also like, when I have pivoted, I've learned, um, that structure is important. Mm, So like when you do take that risk, that if your goal is to be in this soccer team or something like that, I don't know, if your goal is to be the CEO of a company or whatnot, or to be an entrepreneur and and start your own company, I think um, in particular in that book, it specifically states like you do not rise to the level of your goals, but you fail to the level of your structures. Hmm. And so I think that's, if you are going to take risks, just know that if you have set goals, it's not about the goals themselves. It's about the structures that are, or the systems that are going to get you in place to get there. So take that with a grain of salt, but if you're going to go quit your job or you're going (laughs) to find a different obstacle, I think one, Pause for six seconds and breathe. Yeah. Two, take the dang risk. Yeah. Three, create systems and structures in place. And then four, just go kick butt and achieve those goals because even if it changes your identity a little bit, you're going to be okay. Yeah. Wow, you summed up for me. I didn't even have to. Thank you. I appreciate that because I was going to be like reaching back there. Yeah, I got you. So, yeah, that makes me, when I quit my job in July, I spent, probably a month just kind of like figuring out what am, what am I doing mm-hmm. and then I feel like it's taken me the last five months since then to put structure in place yeah and I'm finally like two, as of two weeks ago I was like oh I think this structure is working yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> it I mean, only took me five months it's fine yeah <laughs> I mean I think you go back and you probably were like I think um, you had a previous episode about mentorship and stuff like that. I think you have to lean on your mentors yeah. a little bit more, uh, specifically if like, hey, who do I know quit my job and what structures did failed them and what can I make sure that I don't do? Yeah, kind of thing. Awesome. But yeah, yeah, this was great, Chris. Thank you so much. Thank Thanks you for sharing your story and giving us some advice. I feel empowered to take more risks now. Yeah, I do. So thank you. <laughs> maybe I feel a little bit more empowered to yeah. be like, "Hey, what are the hey, other maybe things we should think about this?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's so true. Awesome. Well, thanks for being here, listeners. We'll talk to you next time. Thank you.